This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. Is there such thing as wanting an Oscar too much and it's just a picture of Bradley Cooper? And Willis. Quit making noise and just release your Roadhouse remake on streaming. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. Here we go, dear listeners. We are closing in on the Oscars. Yeah. We got this episode and we got next episode. And and then our yearly <laughs> what happened at the Oscars. Yep. Uh so uh in that spirit, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple of awards shows that are happening. You know, we we've talked how they're all kind of condensed this yeah. year. Um and we had three of them in the past week. We had the SAG Awards, mm-hmm. uh, which streamed on Netflix on Sunday, I believe, or Saturday. Uh, and then the um, Producers Guild of America had their awards, uh, and then the Independent Spirit Awards, yes, um, which I think were Monday? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been like back yeah. to back to back, so lots yeah, of stuff. It's been three in a row. Uh, busy week for all of these, uh, these, these famous folk. Um, so we're going to talk about those, what they mean, uh, where they kind of land in terms of the uh, the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to pivot because uh, last week we talked about Doug Lyman and Roadhouse mm-hmm. versus Amazon. And um, that battle is really only heating up. Uh, yeah. There is new accusations um, from the screenwriter uh, about what Amazon did to complete this movie. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, you know, shots fired from Jake Gyllenhaal about, you know, the streaming <laughs> versus uh theatrical release kind of thing so we're gonna unpack that a little bit and kind of just uh see see what the hell's going on like what who would have thought the the, roadhouse remake was gonna be this contentious that's insane the conduit for change yeah roadhouse um doug lyman but first josh let's uh let's run through the weekly releases here and see what we got yeah let's do it uh very few things are coming out this week probably because everyone is making way for dune part two which is dropping in theaters on i mean technically it's already out if you have uh if you could have done a sunday screening of it this past sunday which they did a a whole imax run Mm -hmm. a week prior um but dune two it's out uh As of now, this is the movie of the year. I don't know that there's anything coming scale-wise, scope-wise, budget-wise that's going to be bigger than this. Um, And I can't wait to see it. When you're listening to this, I will have either seen it or am sitting in the theater to watch it because I have IMAX tickets for Thursday. Um, Yeah, I mean, Dune 2, man. Dune 1 is amazing. Dune 2, I have no doubt it's going to be Have you revisited the first Dune? I have. I saw it. I actually revisited it twice. I saw it um, like about two months ago. Oh, yeah. And then I went back it. and saw Dune 1 and IMAX a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. Very nice. excited for this. Um, will you be seeing Dune 2 in a theater, do you think? I will. Yeah? Oh, yeah? In theater, I, yes. I'm going to try and find my way there. Okay. Um, I feel like I have to revisit Dune 1, which could be the more problematic uh, mm. undertaking. Sure. Like the thing that's going <laughs> to... Keep me from seeing Dune two in theaters is me trying to figure out a time to watch Dune one. Dune again, one, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, because I don't remember a whole. I mean, I remember it fine, but I'm like, it need it needs a refresh before I go into the second one. 
yeah, it's deep. It's pretty thick with uh, sci-fi lore yeah. in there. So it's a good Exposition. good to re- revisit that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so that's the only thing dropping in theaters this week, which is kind of a bummer because I believe Mickey 17 was supposed to come out this month. So, you know, it is what it is. It's been bumped. Um, but for streaming for shows, we have Shogun hitting Hulu on the 27th, which I have heard absolutely amazing things about. I'm really excited for this one. You yeah. sent me this trailer like probably four months ago and I was like, ooh, ooh, what yeah. is this now? <laughs> Um, this this feels like a show that has no business being on FX. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. This feels like an HBO show. I don't know what's going on. Very much so. Very much so. Uh, we also have the completely made up adventures of Dick Turpin. Don't know what that is. Hitting Apple TV Plus on the first. Uh, yeah. Wait, I want to go back to Dick Turpin for a second. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that one because that is um, uh, no fielding. Is, is the main guy in this from yes. uh, some may know him from the great British bake-off. I think most will know him as old Greg. Oh um, my God. Yeah. He's the lead um, playing a uh, Renaissance rogue. Yeah. It says uh, a legendary British motorway robber. Yes. Highwayman. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is going to be, this merits, an actual, it, I, I'm going to be watching. This yes, yes, and it is on sure. Apple TV. Apple TV Plus on the first. Um, that's really I would never have put two and two together. That's so random. Um, so that's coming for shows for movies. Uh, Spaceman is hitting Netflix on the first. The Adam Sandler, Johan Renk uh, film, which super excited. I'm very excited, excited about. I'm hearing some weird things about it. Not negative things, just like I don't know, just interesting chatter about it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like. I haven't heard like it's amazing, um, yeah. but I am going to watch this immediately uh, because this was one of my like anticipated from 2023 um, mm-hmm. and it's finally here and I've read the book and I'm so excited. I know it's been so it's been a long, long time coming, but um, yeah, either way, that is what's coming out this week, folks. And without further ado, let's talk about some awards shows. Yeah. So SAG. So SAG, yeah. We want to start with SAG. We want to start with Oh, we can PGA. start wherever. We can start with uh Yeah, let's start with the PGA. Let's start with the PGA. <laughs> uh, um, which is the producers. Because part. I don't have a lot for yeah. this. I don't I didn't watch this. Um I don't know if it I don't was know if you could have watch. watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly not like the <laughs> the most glamorous of the award ceremonies. Um, no, producers giving themselves awards. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anything wildly unexpected in this? Not really. I mean, the thing is, so um, really it came down to the big one, which is, it's funny because it's like producers giving themselves an award for producing Oppenheimer. Yeah. Um, but Oppenheimer took home outstanding producer of a theatrical motion, motion picture. Um which yes. I think is the most important one. There are some other smaller below the line ones, but it's not like this is the one that has the most weight when it comes to the Academy Awards because the producers are a voting body in the Academy Awards. Same with SAG, you know, yeah. so this really does mean something. And I will say that for the last, I think, eight um, Academy Awards, they have predicted six of them. So that's pretty good it's pretty you know, good. in terms of best picture. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Oppenheimer was kind of like a no shit kind of a deal. Yeah. Um, but I guess the only other thing is that Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse took home animated theatrical. So yeah. for animated feature, it's kind of anyone's game, maybe. Yeah. 
That's it. Like, I feel like the, the scales on that one continue to go back and forth where I'm like, it's going to be a point there. And, yeah. And then something happens. I'm like, uh, Spider-Man could take it. And then something happens. I'm like, it's going to be a point there. And, right. And I'm like, no, it's going to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and it is funny because like, this is a year, uh, or the, like, I guess 2023 was a year with some actually outstanding animated features last year, Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio took it, but it was up against, ah, actually I can't even say that because Marcel and turning red were in there. And like, those are two great and puts in boots. Actually last year was really good. Um, yeah, but again, Pinocchio took it. I don't know that there was like this overwhelming, or like I guess this year there's not an overwhelming oh this one will take it last year I was like Marcel yeah. could take it but it's Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio it, but it's lose. gonna be Pinocchio yeah <laughs> you know yeah it, it it was the the one you wanted was Marcel but right it was gonna be it was always gonna be Pinocchio yeah for this I genuinely don't know who's gonna take yeah. it it's anyone's game um it's crazy so other than that. You know, a lot of TV stuff that came out. Um, American Symphony, one outstanding producer of documentary. I don't think that that was even nominated for the Academy Awards. It's it, Yeah, it's nominated for best song. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but not for documentary. So that's doesn't really yeah. mean much. Um, and other than that, it was a pretty like yeah. standard awards uh, celebration, yeah. I guess. <laughs> do you want to talk about the Spirit Awards? I kind of want to talk about the SAG Awards last. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Um, so the Independent Spirit Awards are kind of like the inverse of the Academy Awards because they just award uh, yeah. trophies to independent filmmakers, actors, producers, writers, um, which is kind of where a lot of the movies that we really love from this past year are getting any kind of a shout out because it's they're not getting overshadowed. Well, <laughs> but also, like, there's not an insubstantial amount of, like, you know, the players from uh, the Oscar performances are at play here yes you know what i mean so like yes. i mean the, the first one i see here is divine joy randolph winning for the whole holdovers and she is yes pretty much i think top billing in terms of potential to win for supporting actress she, in the oscars so yeah she so i actually like listed this out because i couldn't not i couldn't believe it not because she's not talented but because i don't think this has ever happened she has won every single award she's been up for for that mm-hmm. and she has been nominated for every single one from the women uh, film critics circle toronto santa barbara north carolina la uh, london la the baftas yeah. like every single one the globes like it is insane the amount of time she's yeah. had to stand up there and talk is kind of crazy <laughs> like uh <laughs> she deserves it but i was like i don't know that that's ever Absolutely. happened before um so she will win if she doesn't that's insane like yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy i mean but like i mean like She's going to like, there's no real like love um, Jodie Foster, but like I, I, there's not a competition going on in that category. No, they're really compared to some of the others, but a hundred percent. Yeah. And it is funny because the last uh, in the last decade, there have been quite a number of independent features that have one best picture, you know, everything everywhere, one Nomadland, um, Get Out, Moonlight, like there've been a lot of them. Um, And this year, Past Lives won best picture. And it just like it just doesn't have a chance at the Oscars, which is yeah. kind of the you know it's not a conundrum because it just means that last year was such a great year for movies, but yeah, like in a worse year, Past Lives has a chance, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's I mean, and that's what it comes down to is like, you know, the independent industry 
creates amazing stuff, you know, but so does like Hollywood, you know, exactly. as much as we gripe about it, like, you know, like Oppenheimer is a Hollywood production. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. full of movie stars and like, <laughs> that's what, that's what it is, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, good on, good on for past lives. I'm excited on that one. Yep. Celine song also taking home best and, director, which is cool. Yes. Uh, and then we had the SAG awards. Um, that we do, you know, the big one where all the actors show up. Yes. And uh, and get a little drunk. Yeah, um, a lot drunk, yeah. <laughs> a lot drunk. Yes. Um we we don't we don't talk about TV so much on this but shout out Pedro Pascal for winning uh for best performance for a male actor in a drama series for The Last yep. of Us. Um his uh acceptance speech is amazing cuz he yep. got a little drunk and he's like, "Oh shit." Yeah, I got to get um, up there now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beat out pretty much all of Succession, which is not an easy thing. It's so, not, yeah. So I feel like SAG, you know, the Producers Guild, sure, and I guess not so much the the Independent Spirit Awards, but yeah. I feel like the SAG Awards is our last, like, here's what we're looking at in terms of the performance Oscars. Yes. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. And I feel like the winnings in this broadcast kind of lock in our our winners for uh the 10th yeah for the oscars um it does it literally does and kind of like a weird almost like oh interesting so i kind of know how this is gonna go kind of way and it is kind of like what we've been saying for months and months and months so we can't act like totally surprised um so to run through them real quick we have divine joy randolph one for supporting actress uh or supporting actor in a Female actor in a supporting role. Mm-hmm. It's like in front of me and I can't read it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Robert Downey Jr. won for Oppenheimer. Um, Killian Murphy won for Oppenheimer. And Lily Gladstone won for uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. Which like those are the big four. Those are the ones that we've been saying. You know, I think we originally had some question um, around the supporting actress. Um, yeah. But I mean, we just went through like, I feel like, you know, unstoppable juggernaut that is that performance. So, yeah. Um, no one's taken that from wood, her you know i will say uh i feel like if i can just caveat for a second i feel like i owe emily blunt an apology um because i've been kind of like eh about her performance on this pod for a while yeah um but i was watching something the other day and it reminded me of a part of oppenheimer that i had completely forgotten about <laughs> okay yeah you know like which was basically the depth of her performance and i just like wasn't remembering that part and i was like oh oh wait a minute oh she was really good like i was just like thinking of her like at dinner parties and like in the background of the thing and i'm like she didn't have a lot to do and i'm like oh no there was that whole other thing yes um so i apologize emily blunt you were great but (laughs) but unfortunately it's divine joy randolph's no not unfortunately unfortunately for emily blunt fortunately for divine joy randolph she will be winning this um deservedly so yeah. And then everything else is like you said, it's like, it's funny because I think that we both were going back and forth about Lily and Emma Stone. Like at the beginning, we're like Lily Gladstone mm-hmm. all the way. And then as more award shows started to roll through, we're like, hmm, it's kind of split down the middle, Lily Emma's and Emma. These, yeah. um, and when Emma started to win a couple more, I was like, ooh, the tides might be turning a little bit. And then this is like, and it was funny because I saw, I think this is at the SAG Awards, when Lily wins and Emma is like just so, she's so like actually genuinely thrilled. She like stands up yeah. and she's clapping. She turns around and looks at her and like, it's just this amazing moment where you're like, I think even Emma Stone would have been like, 
Yikes. I think that Lily should have taken that probably <laughs> if <laughs> yeah. she had won. Well, and I think I remember a previous kind of thing of the same kind of thing with um, Margot Robbie cheering when yeah. Emma Stone won one of them. Yes. You know, like it really does feel like it's like a positive atmosphere <laughs> in like Hollywood for women right now. Like, for women. Yes. Asterisks for sure. But, yeah. you know, like it, like it seems like there's a. Like a camaraderie among all of these. That yeah. I feel like we haven't seen a lot. Previously. Right. 100%. And it's funny because then you cut to uh, Killian Murphy and Bradley Cooper and Cooper looks like he wants to throw himself off a bridge. Yes. <laughs> and I actually saw there's this interesting article that was like, honestly, I they're pushing too hard on Bradley because it says, is there such thing as wanting an Oscar too much? And it's just a picture of Bradley Cooper <laughs> as Leonard Bernstein, like with his head between his hands. And I was like, dude, the New York Times did not have to do you this bad, man. Like, <laughs> Well, and like not for nothing, but like he has a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, you know, Maestro is certainly a Oscar swing for sure. sure. But like that is is not it's. That does not define all of it, you know? Right, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, does, let me ask you this, yeah. does this SAG win for Killian Murphy uh, lock out Paul Giamatti in terms of the Oscars? Because that was the other one we were kind of going back and forth with it. Like, Paul's winning a handful of these. Yeah. And is a great performance. And like... I honestly, I think it does. I think it does because I think this last swing is where it really counts. Because yeah. like the voting, I don't know if it's still going on when this episode drops, but I believe when all of this was going on, it was still going on. And honestly, yeah. it is, it's not just about performance. It's about how well you're doing on the circuit. And people are just, I don't know that anybody really yeah. wants to go against Killian Murphy. You know, I don't know that Paul yeah. Giamatti would want to do that um, because it has so much momentum behind it, but anything can obviously happen. Um, I just don't think that I don't yeah. think it will. <laughs> Why do you, are you like, Ooh, Giamatti? No, no, not at all. I mean, like, I think, I think it locks it in for Kelly. And like, I feel like there's a chance that Paul Giamatti takes it, but I feel mm. like it's like a one in six. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not great odds. Totally. Anymore. And there was a time where I was like, Hey, 50, 50, it could go either way. Now I'm like, it's gonna, if you got the money to bet on Paul Giamatti, it'd probably be a good payout if he wins. But like, yeah, it's going to be Kelly Murphy. It will be. Um, it's interesting because SAG has an outstanding performance by a cast, um, which is not the yeah. same as the new upcoming casting one. I think it's like a casting uh, Oscar. Mm -hmm. However, yes. so Oppenheimer took this from SAG. This is kind of what I was worried about because adding a casting, uh, like best ensemble casting Oscar, yeah, kind of just gives them another like, like category to put uh, the same movie in which kind of bugged me because that's why we talked about stunts. It's why we talked about some of these other ones where you would sure. then recognize films that hadn't been <laughs> recognized, hopefully. Yeah. And now I'm like, Ooh, casting is like, if casting was in this year, would it just go to Oppenheimer? Cause if so, then I don't really care. Like I don't need another Oppenheimer nomination. Well, so here, here's the, my thing is with the Oscar, the casting Oscar. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's going to go to Oppenheimer. I think it's going to go to uh, the casting. John Papazadira. Yes, it'll go to the casting yeah. director for sure. But, like, I'm okay with that. But it's not, like, best actor, best actress, like, saying you did good casting, dude. Like, No, because he, I, 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 like, I respectfully disagree. Yeah, because, like, me. how many times in the past year, in the past, in, since we've been doing this podcast, yeah, 
have we gone absolutely insane cast and like i'm almost getting tired of being like what an insane cast yeah 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 you know because like it's all like i mean dune what an insane cast you know what i mean yeah but like that's i think a a best casting oscar will highlight different aspects of casting rather Mm. than just pulling together like famous people uh, (laughs) you know 15 a-list actors you know it's gonna it's gonna be and this is you know this will be in five ten years when it's like settled in and it's a normal thing yeah but like it's gonna (laughs) be a um i can't believe you found i will i mean let's keep it this year like Robert Downey Jr. Mm. Robert Downey Jr. in that role is incredible casting. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's kind of against type or it's kind of against, you know, all this different stuff. Like, yeah, you know, you you look at like uh, killers and it's like, well, okay, here's Martin Scorsese casting the people he yeah. always works with Bob you know, and that's Leo like back again I, I feel like that's not a player in terms of like the casting Oscar sure it's like yeah you know <laughs> yeah and arguably I mean like almost Oppenheimer too because it's like yeah here comes like all of Nolan's favorites again true you know? true so I feel like there's nuance to like casting yeah that is not wildly appreciated yeah and it might be what you're saying it might we're kind of off topic here but it might be yeah. what you're saying where it's like it's just the big casts, you know, hey, it's Dune 2. Yeah. How great is it that Timothy Chalamet was in Dune 2? Right. You know, uh, I suppose it could be that, but it could also be it could pull things that like we've never heard of. Right. You know, it could pull past lives. Yeah. I was thinking you know, May, December, like, like May, December. Yeah. There you go. You know, you know, stuff that's like maybe not so ubiquitous. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're so right. I don't about know. That. I, uh, yeah. I, I'm. We'll see. Um, yeah. But anyway, the SAG Awards. So yeah. Oppenheimer takes cast in a motion picture, which, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, compared to American fiction, Barbie, Color Purple and Killers like Barbie, I think, is the only one that competes in that category, really, with them. Definitely. Um, definitely. And, um, yeah. But I digress. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, I agree. Do you want to talk for a second about uh, the fact that the SAG Awards streamed live on netflix yes why not so i totally forgot this was happening i know um, you texted but me we and- <laughs> definitely talked about it last year yeah um because last year it was like on something and then they were like next year on netflix yeah um did you were you able to watch any of this did you watch any of this i didn't watch any of this live i watched i went back and then watched some of it some of idris's uh speeches and stuff but i did not watch yeah. this live no but i could have it was on netflix you know, <laughs> it was on Netflix and it was pretty good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's weird because no commercials. Yeah. So it clipped right along. You know, it was only like two and change two hours and like 15 minutes or so. That's pretty great. Um, given it's like SAG, they don't have as much, you know, it's all <laughs> down acting, the line yeah. awards to give. <laughs> uh, but there was something really like fresh to it. Um, it felt clean. It felt sharp. I mean, mm. Like Netflix, I don't know if Netflix like produced the the actual show, but like you could feel like a level of quality. Yeah. Um, And they definitely produced something because they had um, uh, Tan, which is one of the um, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy guys, like interviewing people. Oh, yeah. Off the stage. Yeah. Which was like kind of what they did 
I feel like when they needed to get away from the stage for a second. Totally. Yeah. And it worked really well. I was like, you know, we got to see um, Jeremy Allen White. I watched it for like maybe half an hour or so. Mm-hmm. But like we saw Jeremy Allen White win his. And then like, you know, they did another one. And then five minutes later, uh, he was back there talking to Tan, you know, yeah. with his with his statue. And it was like, that's pretty cool. It was a it was a cool kind of thing. Yeah. I like that. Um, the thing I'll take away is I'm like, I don't know why all of these award shows aren't just streaming on something. Yeah. I don't know why we're still trying to fold them into like a broadcast. Yeah. Nobody watches them when they're on broadcast. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is, this feels not tired. Yeah. Which is what I feel like a lot of the Oscars and stuff is just like, all right, here we go. We got to like power through this whole thing. Same thing every year. Yeah. uh, Here we go. Yep. But I'm like, it was like, Hey, let's just roll through it. Um, Yeah. And you know, and it was great. There was like a lot of inside I won't say inside joke, but like reunion things like, you know, the cast of Breaking Bad got back, got together on stage like. Right. Um, Meryl Streep, Emily Blunt and uh, and Hathaway had like a Devil Wears Prada reunion. Saw that. Yeah. Uh, like there was like a lot of there was a lot of cool stuff going on um, and I was for it. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, there's really at this point in time, no reason why more of these award shows aren't streaming, especially because I believe that Netflix wasn't originally supposed to do it. I think it was supposed to be like, I think it was supposed to just go onto like TBS or something like that. And then they like, as that was expiring, Netflix was like, hmm, maybe, just maybe. And to be honest, Netflix being the most popular streaming service, I wouldn't be surprised if other award shows start to do this. I know that the Golden Globes didn't. Where were the Globes this year, actually? Those were televised on TV, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to say those ended up on Max. Okay. But I don't think they were streamed live. I don't think so either because I couldn't find them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, like, dude, this is kind of a (laughs) no-brainer. Yeah. Like, like, like. You can cut down the time they can swear, which was something else. I heard that was jarring. Um, yeah. But also like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was funny because like half of them would be like, oh, I mean, like, fuck. Oh, oh we're on Netflix. Like, it doesn't like really free, matter. Like but every like- time some of them swore, it was like, oh, wait, no, we're on Netflix. It's fine. And they're like, hey, Netflix. Um, But, you know, like, I I wonder if this was a test balloon for Netflix. Mm to see if they want to go after bigger ones because like, like the SAG awards is like pretty small, but sure. Yeah. You know, pretty small potatoes, but this is like, if you're looking for a use case, I'm like, it's pretty, you get this. Cause this gets the, um, the stars. Totally. You know what I mean? Like everybody shows up to the SAG awards, you know, hundred percent hater, but like, well, sure. <laughs> I don't know why I just remember Bill Hader not being there, but um, yeah, I, I think this is a test balloon. I, I think it'll be interesting to see, if they start trying to pick up other stuff Mm -hmm. and I don't mean like the producers guild awards, I mean like the Emmys or the Tonys or the Oscars or the uh, Grammys Grammys. Yeah. I was like, what's the other one in the ego? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's as we get further along there, it becomes a thing where I'm like, well, one, we don't know how many people tuned into this. I would love to see Netflix's numbers on this just to see, um, guaranteed it's more people than if they had just done it on broadcast. Like, I mean, I've never watched the SAG awards before. I didn't know you could watch. I was clicked in for a while. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and it's the only reason I even considered it was like, oh, I could fire up Netflix right now and watch it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Netflix wouldn't be a bad home for the Oscars, you know? Yeah. I mean, it might be weird for the Grammys, I, like, but like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, that's, I mean, like I'm trying to be, you know, <laughs> to spread it out here, but we're talking about the Oscars. I'm like, yeah, Nef- the Oscars on <laughs> Netflix is something that sounds pretty good yes. to me. Yeah. You know, um, well, and it's weird because the SAG Awards are still streaming there and you can just go watch them now if you want. I know. I, I, I literally looked yesterday. It keeps recommending. And I was like, oh, interesting. But it's also funny because like Netflix, whether they care or not, are producing Oscar award nominated films like they just are. I don't yeah. think they care that much about that. But you give Todd Haynes and Scorsese and Fincher and whoever else money to make a movie, like yeah. there's a good chance they're getting nominated for an award. So it's like to be yeah. able to be like the Oscars are here, and also here's all of the Oscar winner, all the Oscar nominees. All the Oscar like that's yeah. huge, you know. Um, and would it would help everyone in terms of being more interested in films? So <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's the one that Netflix has this year that's that's nominated the naiad may december um naiad and rustin oh may december that's what there's like a bunch yeah. they have a bunch this year man and and they yeah. do that every year like they have two or three up there every single year so it just makes sense to me <laughs> yeah yeah you know who didn't have it's funny i just opened netflix i just opened netflix to look at this yeah. and recently added everything everywhere on marcel i'm like they're like, hey, you remember the Oscars last year? I saw that. Again. And it's weird because HBO now has an A24 tile uh, on their surface. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, click. And I was like, ooh, this is not everything. This is like yeah. 65% of Well, movies. the other thing that's weird here is it's got Marcel. It's got everything everywhere. But next to it is Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I'm like, that is a Peacock show. I know. You know. Things We've talked are, about this, but like yeah. Netflix is gathering all forces to them. Dude, all they had to do is um, wait it out. They're like, sure, make I, a streaming service. Take it off of ours. See what happens. We're not changing a goddamn thing. <laughs> and lo and behold, it's all back, baby. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I uh, I stepped all over your transition. Please continue. Yes. What was it going to be? I think it was, you know, who doesn't have uh, an Oscar nominated film? And it wasn't going to be a Doug Lyman <laughs> slight. It was going to be a Amazon Prime slight. Um, because I don't think Amazon has a that might be completely false, honestly. Hold on. It's one of those things like how do you search for that? I don't know. You can't just search Amazon Oscar nominations. That's literally what I like, did. It's not gonna what give What Oscars me much. can I watch? <laughs> I, don't no, I don't think, think so. so. Yeah, I don't think so. Um Okay, good, it works. It still this works. This is an insane So sorry, what I did bring up, and we'll we'll get to this topic in a second, but uh how do I brought up a how to watch the twenty twenty four best picture nominees online Mm -hmm. uh so american fiction poor things and zone of interest on this are um still in theaters anatomy of a fall prime video barbie max holdovers peacock killers of the flower moon uh prime maestro netflix oppenheimer peacock past lives paramount plus like they're spread around it's just (laughs) all over the map you guys anyway that's really really doug lyman (laughs) anyways doug lyman roadhouse you know amazon um yeah so we talked last week i think it was last week about doug lyman protesting his own movie because amazon was gonna make it a theatrical release and then they decided to make it a streaming release and doug lyman was mad and decided not to go to the premiere at uh south by southwest yes 
Yes. Um, so that was last week. And we were kind of like this all over the board on that. We were like, uh, get, kind of get yeah. over it, Doug Lyman. But if Amazon did that, that sucks, you know? But if they welched on it, <laughs> like, that's dumb. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Um, you know, you can't just treat directors like that. Yeah. Amazon. But also, I guess you kind of can because it's your money. Like, yeah. It, it, tough kind of thing. Um, so there's been new details that have come out. Yeah. Um, couple different things. Uh, a, let's start with Jake Gyllenhaal's response. Yeah. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal gave an interview this past week uh, where he basically said, yeah, this was always going to be a streaming movie. Uh, and the arrangement that apparently Doug Lyman and producers had with Amazon MGM was you can have $60 million to make it and have a theatrical release, or you can have $85 million to make it. And we're going to release it on streaming, which I guess makes sense. You know, theatrical release costs money. money. Yeah. You know, you put that money wherever you want, but that's what, this is the money you get and put it however you want. Um, and Doug Lyman and producers took the money. Yeah. Jake being one of the producers. (laughs) Yeah. Jake being one of the producers. Um, you know, took the 85 million and we're like 85. So Jake Gyllenhaal is basically saying this was always going to be a streaming thing. I don't know what Doug Lyman's complaining about. Yeah. It seems to me from the way this is characterized that Doug Lyman kind of went, yeah, we'll take the money and then we'll convince them to do a theatrical release later. That's what it reads like. <laughs> um, that's what it reads like. And like, there's a, uh, a unique kind of arrogance right there from Doug Lyman. You can't but like, strong arm Amazon. <laughs> Yeah. They don't care about you, Doug yeah. Lyman. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would expect that unique kind of arrogance from Doug Lyman. Um, 100%. He certainly is the type. But uh, that for me, if that's true, makes me go, sit the fuck down, Doug Lyman. Yeah. You made this deal. Like This is hilarious. Quit making noise. <laughs> for, for Jake Quit Gyllenhaal. making noise and just release your Roadhouse remake on streaming. Like, I mean, okay, we said this last week. You were like, this is honestly the perfect streaming movie. You're like, I'd watch this on streaming. Yeah. I'm not going to go to a theater to see this movie. And I'm in the yeah. same boat. Someone who goes to the movies all the time, I'm like, I don't think a Roadhouse remake directed by Doug Lyman is one that I'm like, you know what, opening night, I think that's the one I need to see. Yeah. Um, This movie is made for the screen in my living room. Literally. And... The fact yeah. that Jake Gyllenhaal is coming out and saying basically Doug Lyman, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like this, like whatever you're saying is not what actually happened makes this so much more yes. funny. It's a Roadhouse remake, dude. What the yeah. fuck? And who cares? They gave you $85 yeah. million dollars to do it, dude. <laughs> what did you do with that money? So, <laughs> so yeah, right. Uh, so point Amazon, I guess, in terms of like, yeah. it sounds like they were like, yeah, you can what do you want to do? This is what we're going to do. And he went, cool money. And they were like, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so point Amazon, I guess feels weird to say that, but yeah. let's flip the coin here because there's another thing going on. Yeah. That roadhouse is at the center of. So, and keep me honest here because I'm, I want to make sure I'm doing this correctly, but yeah. Uh, the writer of the original movie. Yes. Um, the 89 roadhouse. Yes. Um, R. Lance Hill, mm-hmm. uh, who goes by the pen name David Lee Henry, uh, basically said that it bas- is suing Amazon for copyright infringement um, yes. because they're saying that they kind of 
waited it out and like did what they could to make it so this movie hit uh, before the uh, uh, or at, sorry after the sorry I'm beefing it here. Nope, so th- this good. movie was made. Help me out here. I'm well. So basically, from what I gather. Yeah, they had X amount of time to hold on to the rights to actually make a Roadhouse remake. The strikes hit, and what this lawsuit is alleging is that Amazon utilized AI to not have any actors involved with either finishing something or like a scene or a promotional material, I'm not really sure, in order to keep it within that window, because if they had waited the strikes out, they would have lost the, the rights to the film. And so yeah, what the, the, right, lawsuit, the rights would have reverted back to the original. Right. Exactly. Which, right. The, which our Lance the, Hill was like was hoping about. for, honestly, he's like, I really don't yes. want to make this. Um, and yeah, so it says the lawsuit alleged that the use of AI, uh, the AI was used to simulate actors voices, which violated provisions in the collective bargaining agreements between the major studios, including Amazon and SAG, um, as well as the Studio Alliance contract and the Directors Guild of America. So there's a couple of things going on there. One, violation of the agreements they had just come across, which Mm -hmm. I don't know that they were in place at that point because this was in November, so uh, it's gray area there. Murky. But the use of AI in order to hold on to rights is crazy. Yeah, (laughs) is insane. this is... This is wild uh, corporate shenanigans. Yeah. Um, yeah. And shenanigans is way too like humorous of a word to <laughs> do not let my use of shenanigans like deter you from the depth of my like anxiety yeah. around this. Yeah. Um, because like that's basically like they justified using AI to hit a deadline to save them money. Yes. Which is like what everybody's scared of is using AI to save like money, time and money. <laughs> yeah. By not paying actors and like, yes. or in this, or in this case, screenwriters or rights holders or things like Whoever. that. So like, yeah, this is a really, if this is true, if this comes out to be true, like this is a really, really bad thing. Yes. For Amazon. Um, it's like, hand in the cookie jar kind of stuff literally yes and this is like i if this is true sag is gonna go fucking ape shit yeah it really i think it really depends on when it happened because if it was before all the strikes got resolved and there was any kind of language yes they kind of have nothing to they can't really say anything about it, right? I don't know how well, this they can't work. really. They can't really. St- so, like, here, okay. If Amazon gets off on a technicality here, yeah. if they did it, but it was like, yeah, but like we were done with it three days before the strike ended. It's like, it's like, well, <laughs> that's acting in bad faith. That's it is, like, yeah. that's like, you know, that's using scabs, right? Like when it comes to, like, you know what I mean? Which is like not a better like situation, and. Like, I think if this comes out and is true, there could be like real kind of not like monetary, but like political repercussions almost and political from like SAG. And like, you know, I I could see some kind of boycott coming on Amazon shows of this of like, you know, like this was done 
in the end, like, you know, across the board, that's tough. Like they're not going to like say like, don't work with Amazon. And then some, you know, sure. Extra trying to pay rent is going to be like, uh, I'm going to be fine with it. But like, yeah, if the major players at SAG go, yeah, we're not going to do Amazon movies for a little bit here. That's a huge problem. It is huge. For Amazon. It is. And this is kind of like a one, two punch because this is all speculative, but it is, it is, it definitely is. But it's, you know, again with the, so regardless of what the deal was with Amazon and Doug Lyman going into theaters or not, yeah. This coming on the back, or the the stuff about the lawsuit coming on the back of that is giving Amazon some pretty bad press, regardless of who's actually right in these scenarios, because people already don't like a billion dollar tech company. It's just not something that normal people care about. Um, And having all of this happen, I mean, it's kind of stating like Amazon doesn't really care. Like if they did care, they would have made it theatrical. Amazon's not on your side. Exactly. On any yeah. front, filmmaker, writer, director, actor, like they're fucking everybody with this. And yeah, it could be a massive turning point. Now, I think that Amazon is like would be ground zero for something like this because they're they're a tech company. They don't really they're about profit. That's what yeah. they're about. Um, but to be so blatant about a couple of these things, I was like, wow, mm-hmm. man, like you're not hiding this from the people who you should be hiding this from, you know? If a lawsuit is out there. Yeah. And like, well, and that's if this stuff that like they're not, you know, hiding and I, you know, as best they could, I don't think they really could hide this stuff, but like, yeah, it opens a window to their like business practices where it's like, well, if this is what we're finding out about the fuck is going on behind the scenes, you know what I mean? Um, And that's, I think the dangerous part where it's like, yeah, like, you know, you can green light all you want but like if and i guess they'll always but if like top tier directors and top tier talent aren't coming to you or are avoiding you yeah like if doug lyman's calling up all of his director buddies and like i don't know who that is like michael bay and like i don't know i don't i don't have a good example here but like (laughs) you know we'll say i think the bond franchise is with um mgm amazon at this point yeah 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 if they can't get talent for Bond, if they go to whomever, like uh, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson, I think was yeah. in play there for a while. If they go to him and they're like, yeah, we want you to be Bond. And he's like, no. Not for you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like an insane, like that's an extreme thing because I'm like, who's turning down Bond? But like. It could get there. If it's if that, it could get, like it's not hard. Like that seems far, but it's not, if there's momentum towards it, it's not that insane. Right. And then everybody knows that your bond, that your new bond movie is like not with your first choice. Yes. And you didn't get him because of your shady business practices. Like it's, there's a spiral there that could be real. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. And for people who are looking to bring projects directly to Amazon in the future or when Amazon is trying to purchase things, because I was just reading that basically Hill um, the the writer of the original Roadhouse, he moved mm-hmm. to recover the copyright to his screenplay in November of 2021, which uh, mm-hmm. means that two years from then he would retain the rights, meaning in mm-hmm. 20 November of 2023. But he alleges that Amazon basically refused to acknowledge any of that, um, and the movie wasn't completed until January of 2024, which means the rights should have already lapsed and gone back to him at this yeah. point. 
which is even a whole other thing. Now, the AI, regardless, is whatever, but like, if it, if they didn't make that deadline, this is a really deep hole that Amazon's digging themselves into because yeah. it's not just that it's a breach of like licensing contract. Like this is like yeah. the, the movie like might get buried. Yeah, yeah, the movie might just get nuked yeah. into oblivion if this is real. Um it's like why bother even like I mean, you get to a point where you're like, I don't want to call Jeff Bezos out on this because I don't think he even cares about this, but it's like you get to a point where you feel like you're untouchable. And you start to do some things that are a little bit questionable and not being as careful about them. Well, the thing that's weird to me on this is like, why are you so stingy here? Yeah. You, like, you're Amazon. So, like, how much could paying, I mean, I don't, and I don't know, but like, how much could paying the rights owner of Roadhouse yep. for the rights to use Roadhouse? possibly cost? Yeah. You know, like, and you don't want to like put out the money for like a theatrical release but like you have the money it's not even you have the money but like you're spending way more money on other stuff like i think of the lord of the ring like the power rings of power i'm like there's so much in that or citadel there's so much in that and like you it's like you're operating on two different levels here where you're like well this no i'm not gonna and like maybe they just thought it was always gonna be bad or like I mean, it's not a huge IP, I guess, but like, yeah, but why do it at all then? Yeah. And I mean, I guess like business, it's a business. Sure. But like, it seems like it's a business that has uneven like business practices. Definitely. Like the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing. Definitely. Which is weird. I mean, especially if it's like, you're going to, I mean, honestly, it's over Roadhouse. And I, and I think it's funny because there are other properties out there that are going through similar things like Friday the 13th where like people are like, it's in yeah. licensing rights hell because nobody really knows how to get their hands on this thing. And maybe this is Amazon's way of just like trying to acquire more. I mean, they just did grab MGM, which is a huge library of things. Yeah. So maybe it's their, them trying to be like, let's buy up rights. You know, let's see what we can do here. But yeah, not a good approach. So... <laughs> Well, and but like and like not an approach like this isn't you like figured out a way to do this. You just like ignored the rules. Right. And hope nobody would notice. Maybe. And hope nobody would notice or like you're like, oh, if we get caught, whatever, we'll just like fix it. You know, and I'm like, that's what's going to happen is Amazon's yeah. going to throw money at it and like it's going to be fine, yeah. you know. Um, but like. There's financial like consequences and then there's like cultural consequences and that's you know it's, yeah it's not a good look for amazon it's really not um will we ever see roadhouse i don't know honestly at this point maybe i mean <laughs> some people have seen it oh you yeah know, it's been those seen. that went to south by southwest <laughs> yeah. uh but like it may just yeah like this lawsuit could muck up there could like it could muck up the streaming release yeah you know because like yeah you can't like release something if it's in litigation right and like if it goes poorly it might just never come out yeah um which is wild in this day and age where you can put you something know. anywhere <laughs> yeah well and but like it's just made. another example in the same kind of like you that'll get folded into the same kind of like thing as as batgirl yeah um, coyote v acme yeah yeah, where it's like it just got wrapped into this business situation, this shitty business situation. And now this is just sitting on the cutting room floor. Yeah. You know, 
or like sitting, you know, in a warehouse somewhere like Raiders of the Lost Ark style. Like, yeah. um, Yeah. I don't know. It's wild. It is. It is extremely wild. I don't know what's going to happen with this. Um, I mean, it's funny because we'll know quick though. We will know because it's supposed to come out like very, very soon. Um, it's funny because honestly, I think this is like the most press this movie would ever have gotten, anyways. And so I'm sure <laughs> yeah. people are like, "Holy shit, there's a Jake Gyllenhaal Roadhouse movie coming out!" Like, I might watch that movie. Yeah. So honestly, like, maybe this is a stunt. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I doubt I, that it. would be fucking crazy if it was just like, yeah, all this was just marketing. Doug Lyman drumming up stuff marketing wise. Um. Due to come out next week, March 8th. Oh, jeez. Uh, so. Oh, God. Okay. I'm sure I will be fitting that in with all of my Oscar watches God as well. God damn it. Yeah, um, I know. Honestly. But we'll see. The, I mean, <sighs> we could see tomorrow pulled from release. Yeah. You know. Roadhouse, never to be seen again. Oh, God. Well. All right. That's enough. There we go. <laughs> Two weeks on Doug Lyman is, is a lot. God damn it, Amazon. You know, all they had to do was the right uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, let's take it down to, uh, some recommendations here. Um, yeah. Given that we're so close to the Oscars, um, we're going to do a movie that received zero nominations this year. Yes. Um, yes. From this year. Yes. There's a lot of movies that received zero nominations this year. Uh, Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) yeah. Most, most movies. But, uh, do you want to go first or shall I? Um, I, I do want to go first here. Um, this was tough because there was a lot of movies that could fit into this category. A lot of movies that made my top 10, in fact, that just received zero. Um, but the one that I have to recommend this week is one that I need you to see. It's another one that you have to throw on your list. Um, but this is Sean Durkin's The Iron Claw. This is the one where I'm like, above mm. all else, should have gotten. And maybe it was because it came out too late. You know, it came out like the last week in December or something like that. Yeah. Um, but this movie is is incredible. Like, this is truly, like, I've thought about this movie every week since I've seen it. The Efron performance, Ooh. the Jeremy Allen White performance, the filmmaking in general, um, the fact that it's about a subject matter that I don't care. It's about the Von Erichs, um family of wrestlers. And the mm-hmm. tragedy that befalls them over and over and over again. And it is just like, you know, I said this at the time when I saw it, but like this is the Efron performance that we've been waiting for. Um, this is the yeah. one we knew, like me and you specifically were like, we know he has this in him. He just needs <laughs> to get there. there. <laughs> and this is it. I mean, this is it. like, tr- like the fact that he didn't get a single nod anywhere. Yeah. It's just really a bummer because I know that he put everything he had into this movie physically, mentally, and emotionally, and his talent shone through. There's a couple scenes in this film that had me feeling things that I had never felt watching a Zac Efron film, being like, this guy has me in tears right now. This is nuts. Um, You didn't cry through Neighbors? Yeah, true. You know, there's just, you know, when him and Seth Rogen are doing the Batman thing, it's just so, um, but yeah, everyone in this, Holt McCallany is amazing in this. Harris Dickens is amazing in this. Um, it's just like, yeah, it's beautifully shot, beautifully made. The, the sound design is incredible. Um, and yeah, I can't wait for you specifically to see this cause I know you're going to love it. Um, yeah. so good. I feel like, I feel like I have to do like a run of like second tier major movies from 2023 after we get through the Oscars because like yeah there's so, like I went I I pulled up a list um on rogerebert.com today that was like 10 I think it was 10 
Oscar. It was this prop 10 movies that uh, were forgotten this Oscar season. Yep. And it was like full tilt. Amazing. All of them. And I hadn't seen any of them. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I mean, like things like Earth Mama and so uh, good. All Dirt Roads, Taste of Salt. Yeah. Um, A thousand and, and one. Uh, the Iron Claw was on there. Um, All of Origin, strangers. which I guess dropped. Yeah. All the strangers passages like so the many of these of things, things that I'm like showing up mm-hmm. uh, that I'm just like amazing films. These are all amazing movies I've heard about that just didn't get any Oscar love and I don't want them to fade yeah. away just because they didn't make my Oscar list, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so I was annoyed when I got through that entire list and there were none of them I had seen and I, so I couldn't like recommend any of them. Oh no. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to go back to one that I think we've, we've recommended before, but we're in a new season. So whatever. That's fine, and yeah. I think I know we've, we've talked about it almost ad nauseum at this point, but I'm going to recommend, uh, how to blow up a pipeline. Yeah, um, dude. Cause I think about this movie a lot too. Um, it's so good. It's this movie is is not like I think anything I've really seen yeah. in a while. Um, it's very just kind of like like I don't even want to say character centric because it's not character centric. It's cast centric and it's like everything in there just works together so well. And it's like all these different characters and these different backgrounds that are like blending together in this one kind of we like weird i like weird's not the right word but like weird goal of like weird yeah. eco-terrorism like yeah. you know yeah <laughs> like not what you'd usually see these kind of things like bond together for so mm-hmm. i don't know i i think about this movie a lot i really really enjoy this movie um, yeah and everybody should watch it because it should have gotten a lot of love it should have gotten some i haven't seen it really in any of the conversations no you see um, it pop up in adapted screenplay but i'm like i i need more yeah i need more yeah and that was one of the ones that like way back when when i made my letterbox list of like probable like this is probably what's going to be the oscars in 2024 yeah that was like one of my first ones up there and i'm like same and then nothing zero so great one so good it's like a it's a environmental activism film that's set up like a heist movie it's so good yeah <laughs> great so good um two two really good ones how to blow up a pipeline and the iron claw check them out if you haven't we've talked a lot about them is the iron claw available yet it is yes uh i feel like to buy to buy for twenty dollars yeah that's fine though you can save that one i can wait it out yeah there's a couple that i'll I'll make a list of ones that i'm like you need to see these that weren't even talked about at the academy awards um but yeah i almost put the killer on here too i was like yeah God. Yeah, yeah. I I was thinking about the killer. <laughs> it's um, so good. <laughs> Priscilla is still on my list. I still want to like grab that one. Really good. Um, and what was the other one? The taste of things you should um, see. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you said showing up a thousand and one. All of us strangers. It's like the ones that I'm like I'm surprised. And this is why I'm like, yeah, I get the Academy Awards, and we after this we'll we'll end the episode. But I'm like, I <laughs> there were so many good films this year that like the same five films didn't need to be nominated in every category, you know, over and over and over again. Yeah. Like I love Oppenheimer, but yeah, come on, man. Like (laughs) what are we talking about right now? Yeah. Well, and where's all of our strangers and where's, where, you know, where is all all of us strangers? I mean, perfect days. I keep hearing about like, yeah. Yeah. Or fallen leaves. Remember fallen leaves? Yeah. Yeah. Like that was, that's the, uh, what was it? Swedish. I, I don't know. 
everyone was flipping out about that movie mm-hmm. for a while and then it's just gone nowhere and i don't know where you can find it either i think it's on nowhere. movie actually but um, i think you can rent it at this point but like yeah and i think you're right i think it's on movie but it's like uh nothing i don't know it's weird didn't have a it chance. is very just like the same kind of five films this year yeah and um, granted these five are better than most years five, but at the same time, we could have gotten a couple others in there, you know? You could have snuck a couple. Yeah. And I'd like to see that in the future, but we'll see what happens. But but I digress. Anyway, yeah. that's the episode. That's folks. what the Independent Spirit Awards are for. It is. It is. Hey, yeah, Celine there we Song. Go. Done. <laughs> there you go. Um, um, yeah. Past lives. Uh-huh. Mainstream past lives. Yeah. Uh, so that'll do it. Um, Next week is our last episode before the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be running through our final picks. Yep. Um, which we kind of did a little bit today, but like it's weird. It'll be interesting to see how many we hit because I feel like I have a good sense this year of what it's going to be. Me too. But I also say that like every year and I'm like 50%. True. And then I have like 15. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. All right. Um, so. We also next week are going to do our best to talk a little bit about how Oscar voting works, because I think that's something yes. that people don't know about. We also are not part of the Academy. So we're, it's vague. We're going on hearsay. Shrouded in mystery. Yeah. And they also don't want to, you know, let us in on all the secrets, but we'll try and uh, yeah. shed a little bit of light on that next week for y'all. Yeah. At least give you a sense of like, what a film is going through yeah when it gets nominated and yeah. when it wins so. exactly so all right um with that um josh where can people find you on the internet uh people can find me on the internet on instagram or on letterboxd at josh j fuller and where can people find you on the internet willis uh, I almost closed it out just then, but I saved But you it didn't. You pulled it back. Uh, <laughs> if you want to find me on the internet, you can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd at Willis Film. And if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Pixelsplitters.com. Also on Letterboxd and Instagram at Pixelsplitters, where you can find all of our recommendations on Letterboxd, that is, uh, including the Iron Claw and How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Good recommendations this week. Good, good set. <laughs> really yeah, good. That's a good set of films. <laughs> They might work um, well together too. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like my to watch list is absolutely insane and way too massive. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't watch this many movies. And those are just 2023 movies. Like 10 that I'm like, I want to see. And then I've got all of my Godzilla ones. And then I've got all this other thing. Like, I'm just like, there's so many movies. I'm like, I know. How do I quit my job and just watch movies? Dude, if I could do that, if I could be a full-time film critic, well, one, I think that I'd stop enjoying it pretty quickly, but that would just be, for two weeks, I would be in heaven. That would be amazing. Um, So please, let me know if anybody has a film critic opening for me. (laughs) I'll do it. Yes, or me. (laughs) Yes. We come as a pair. Yeah, both of us, the pixel splitters. Um. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Anyway, oh, the pixel splitters. <laughs> anyway, all right. I need. It's, it, I. I. It just comes down to I need to stop watching like Snake Eyes. Yeah, but <laughs> I need to like be fine with watching one of the ones that I'm like I gotta fucking watch these movies. Yeah, but then there's Snake Eyes and Snake Eyes rocks. So, <laughs> but then there's Snake Eyes. That's what always happens. Is I'm like I don't really want to do anything heavy right now. Yeah, so I'm gonna watch this. Yeah, spoilers, I guess, for tuned in on Sunday. Yeah, dude, I watched uh, Greenland, the fucking Gerard Butler movie, for a second time. So, like, we can't, uh, we can't be, you know, we can't yeah, mess around with yeah. such things. It's it's, it is, it is what it is. <laughs> Rollerball. Yeah. Um. All right, let's uh, let's let's just stop. Let's we're, let's just gonna stop. I think we're just done here. End of pod. <laughs>